BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Deep in the heart of Mexico. Beneath the sweltering sun of Oaxaca, there is a man with no name. No past, only a mission. Holy shit, you won. Yeah, that's what I was like. I was like, Lex, I need a few drinks to it. Yeah. Yeah. Get him. That record, uh... Yeah, I guess just like... The way I go fully according to plan and uh it's been some years now between that and Pete putting out his album um so you know just kind of trying to like so uh talking about albums that didn't go to plan tell me about the good news (laughs) (laughs) we're coming back how do you think about that by the two uh, of you before december uh at least on the first we're going to come back with a seven inch seven inch a video and a wearable piece of merchandise. New music. So it's got two tracks. And, uh... So is this more on the good news tip, or is it more on the, um, like, life after death? This is, like, halfway between, kind of. Like, when when me and Poe first went in and started working on the next batch of shit, the idea was kind of that it was going to be a little bit more on, like, the let's try and do, like, more straight-ahead, like straight ahead boom bap kind of hip hop or whatever you know what I mean kind of like how our first like uh, like the debt tape was and then um, yeah so I don't know we got maybe like four five six tracks that are kind of like pretty just like sample hip hop drum machine kind of thing going on and um, yeah and then we have like so that's you know, maybe like six tracks that are more or less finished recorded you know mixed and all that nice. and then um so two of those are definitely coming out in the autumn. And uh, I've got like a, another like full length worth of beats that I made of what I thought the record might sound like that, um, you know, Stu started writing some stuff too, but... He's coming over here to record? I'm not really sure. I don't know. One of the things that I love about 
Poe is that he's a capable engineer and he's got um, home recording setup that is of professional quality. That is so Del, it's like Del has told me of, himself that that's his favorite place to record. Nine out of ten <laughs> rappers, you know, they kind of need you to hold their hand after they write the lyrics or whatever. Um, but one thing with Poe and I is like, yo, here's a handful of beats that I've been working on that you know I think maybe could work. Um, and then he's like, all right, here's the ones I like, and here's some other things that I've been recording, just some demos that aren't necessarily even coming out, but they're still, like, good quality. Yeah. And you get the idea of, like, where his head's at sonically, you know what I mean? And then I'm like, oh, shit, well, maybe we should, like, do a handful of songs that are a little bit more in, like, that lane. You know what I mean? Um, and it's not like we're on a timetable, like we're making big dollars or we got deadlines or anything like that, so we're just kind of, like, messing around. Um... But yeah, a few of the a few of the tracks that we've recorded have um, guitar from Taka from Deltron. Okay. And um, yeah, not really sure what we'll do as far as vocal features by the time we uh, put together the full length thing or whatever. We're kind of trying to like ease into a comeback after not really like being super active for the past couple of years. Yeah, I just remember when you guys first started dropping those projects though, and I had the CDs and putting it in my car. And just being blown away because everybody else I've listened to that wasn't like on the level of like, you know, somebody you look up to that's more kind of an, an up and comer where I was like, listen to it and like, yo, like this, this sounds so good. Like this, cause it's cause you got it mastered by Dave yeah. Cooley who does all the mastering for Stone's Throw, right? Yeah. A lot, so, of, a lot of, of many, many other moments. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Got most of Ghostface's okay. catalog, yeah, all Ghost. the bad, bad, not good shit, all the Bob Marley anniversary reissues. Yeah. yeah. yeah like apparently that fool's got Grammys and shit. stuff. Yeah, and it sounds um, so good. I was like, whoa, I was like, this is not like yeah. your friend's CD, like listen to my music. I was like, this is it, you know? Yeah, so that was uh, interesting. Not the cheapest thing in the world, but definitely, <laughs> you know what I mean? We like had a, had a, a decent budget at the time, so you we mixed were kind of like, what can we do? Yeah, I mixed it and then um, coolly mastered it. He made a couple of slight mixing changes or whatever recommendations on on how we could improve the sound on things. Yeah, it's too bad I never couldn't get Sunspot to do the intro on the other one. I hit him up yeah. and it was almost happened, but to, yeah, it was, it was um, Slash maybe and Burn. On, and maybe on the next one. On the next one, yeah. We shall see. Uh, we're we're not sure if it's going to be like super conceptual. His last, like, I don't know, a few people have pointed out that like our, our series kind of like, um, it's like downtrodden, you know what I mean? It's like not really yeah. fun. It's very like complainy, and that's part of the concept. Is it's like very like meta what yeah. it's like to like go through the industry or whatever. And that's that's <sighs> the hard thing too. Is you listen to some of these songs and so it's like if you're a rapper listening to it, it's like ah, this is kind of funny. But if you're other person, if you're, you're like not, this is you're like, bummy. Huh, yeah, it's like super what's wrong bummy. with these guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh man, I mean it, this song isn't like that, but I mean <clears throat> it's kind of in the same wavelength of. Uh, Do you listen to the new Equipto and Architect? Project no, Two Cents. I haven't heard it yet. So at the very end of the song, he it does like this the craziest reality rap I ever heard, and he's basically talking about like wakes up, promoter hits him hits him up for the show, and he doesn't remember agreeing to it or the details or anything, and um he, and he's asking him for some money, and he, in the song in the song he's talking, he's like I asked I asked the promoter for three hundred, and he said there's no money in the budget, and I said. Um, they said 200 and I said 250 and I was like oh my god because he actually put a price on his head in the song for that kind of artist yeah. which is super crazy you know what yeah. I mean to be that transparent that's crazy yeah it's oh, it's a difficult it's existence like kicking around trying to like get local gigs for you know a few hundred dollars or whatever it's just kind of like a strange like 
I mean, transition into to our, the reason we're here right now, wax tripping is like that's what we're trying to create that environment. But it's like Sorry. that shit well, sucks that to we be can't. at the helm yeah. of the party and yeah. be able to sort of like change it up accordingly and not always be like the one having to do a <clears throat> a new cool fresh set. Yeah, that's like one thing which I kind of like doing that a little bit better. Like we had the residency, me and um, Joe Mousepad and DJ Halo at um. Uh, what was the name of the place? The Rocksteady. Fuck that and, place. Um, <laughs> you know, I like what you guys. It wasn't the best sound or anything, but it was just like you know we had like it was kind of like what you guys are doing. We had a very uh, a variation of different types of people yeah. coming through doing different shit. And uh, I didn't mean fuck the Rocksteady. It was different than like <laughs> you know what I mean. Just it. like being trying to operate consistently <laughs> in your like in your like backyard scene. <laughs> And like, be productive, and also like not undervalue yourself is kind of difficult. It's like you're trying to be friends with people, but you're also trying not to work for free. And it's like you're not trying to do shit shows if you're trying to grow with each step. You know what I mean? So it's like you know DJ gigs are cool because it's not really like you're not in the spotlight or whatever. It's still like kind of exercising your brand or whatever, but um. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I just sort of like fell off of having the natural desire to perform in like you know within like a ten mile radius of of where I stay at. I don't really know if a lot of people are like that. I've noticed a lot of people that like were like Bay Area names aren't aren't doing as many local shows anymore. Well, it seems like everybody gets better love when they leave the town. Yeah, I think that's especially just how it is. Anywhere. Generally, you're more special, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, shit, <laughs> the Bay Area is a like kind of weird music market. And Everyone's doing know, art of some sort. Like, There's a lot of people here. It's really saturated market. You know, if you don't, especially if you're like an artist that doesn't already have an existing fan base. You know, it's like people don't really small smaller people don't really tour through the Bay Area because it's just like there's not really worthwhile shows. Exactly. You know? So it's hard. Um, but you know, it's like it's cool. There, there is that. But that's what's, I think, the importance of like the monthly shows. You know, yeah. Because it's like I remember when we would be on the road. It's like we fucking ate off of people's monthly shows. You know, because you get that built-in audience in every town, and every town has one. Every market has one. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's just like it's a, basically you know exactly what you're doing. A, a place for artists to come through, and uh, it's nice to have that regular thing. So and people that. Our listening are familiar what they do. Uh, we got DJ Lex and what's Cooper up? in the building from Wax Trippin', which is a what's up, what's Oakland up? hip-hop party. And, uh, Lex has been a DJ in the area for a long Many time. moons. How, how long have you been Many moons. operating around here? Six, seven months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just started, actually. <laughs> just like about six months ago. You're probably yeah. about to be signed in a couple more weeks. <laughs> yeah. Give me Jay Z's DJ. I got that man. contract. You know what I'm saying? In the, in the closet right now. Something that. Because I, I knew Lexi is the tour DJ for Souls of Mischief for a while. Is that how you met? I, well, him? I met him originally when I first started doing Wax Trippin'. It'll be two years ago this month. So it'll be 24 years of. Or 24 shows. In a row um, that I've done, I only missed one. So it's it's pretty. It's been a, it's been a dope couple of years. Yeah, man. Um, but uh, but I didn't know is that he was the tour DJ for Living Legends before that and did the classic oh, tour right? as the tour DJ and yeah. the, and no the after yeah. hours tour. So did you grow up with these guys or like how do you know? Yeah, basically, um, you know, I'm from Berkeley. I'm, I'm I'm from originally from New York City. I moved from New York City out here. Just started DJing at a really early age. Um, you moved when you were ten. So I started DJing when I was in, like, I first had my turntables when I was in seventh grade. 
After um, you moved out here. After I moved out here, yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> and then you know, I, I, I just started doing a lot, a lot of mobile DJing. Went from mobile DJing to um, working with the group out of Oakland um, called Misfits of Styles. Oh, okay. That was one of the first groups I was, I was a part of. And I was a part of another group in Richmond called Some Niggas Striving. It was a... Uh, <laughs> Uh, another what year? What group. year was this? This was oh, man, I'm trying <laughs> That's to, like such a '90s hip hop. Yeah, that <laughs> that shit like was like crazy like, name, and then they would abbreviate it by the letters. I think that shit was like in '89 or something. <laughs> like yeah. Some shit like that. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I just I just grew up with all the cats out here. You know, being from the Bay Area and you know DJing. Eventually, I was doing a lot of. Uh, and I, I became, let me back up a little bit. I became, after Mistress of Styles, I started a group called All Purpose DJs with uh, True Justice. Okay. Uh, and then we started doing a lot of um, um, nightclubs and, you know, being more in, in, in the night scene and putting out mixtapes. And uh, we put out, a, we put out a, a, you know, a good handful of, of different mix, mix tapes and mix CDs with uh, independent groups on it. Um, and we used to sell them on Telegraph. Yeah, I uh, that when I kinda... for a long time, and then and then you know, just was trying to keep it lit out here in the Bay Area. You know what I'm saying? Being out in San Francisco a lot, in the mix. You know what I'm saying? In the nightclubs and being part of the hip hop culture out here. And um, I was always friends with uh, you know Pep, Pep Love, and A Plus just through the years. And then um, one thing led to another, and 99 2000 were um uh pep wanted me to go out and dj with dj for him to uh doing his show with the record he had i think it was ascension uh-huh. ascension record yeah and uh that was the first time i went out on tour it was uh 2002 2001 2000 2000 end of 2000 i think 2001 it was a uh, it was with like far side it was a whole bunch of cats on that on the on the so like that was kind of when like the like indie hip hop that was, was the first Calicom peak. oh man the first yeah, Calicom I remember the Calicom the first tour Calicom was great. tour yeah it was it was it was fun and then ever since then um, it was just one thing after another and it just you know eighteen years passed by huh. you know what I'm saying so yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then say, uh, and then you know now uh, you know I'm, I'm not saying that I don't won't ever tour again but. I definitely slowed down. I, I had my share. I was in the middle of that. I was also touring for uh, the Living Legends, doing a uh-huh. classic tour, and then the After Hours tour. And I was doing both groups at the same time. It was it was fun. Yeah, a, a lot of great memories. A lot of got a chance to go visit a lot of cool places, meet a lot of cool people. Yeah, but being on the road repeatedly for extended periods of time can be pretty taxing, though. You know. Yeah. What I mean? Like how long? How long would you yeah. say it took until the like, the glitz and like excitement kind of like wore off? Where it started to get really tiring was probably like the last you know four years. Yeah, the last four years were really, really uh, you know, you just you. It gets to the point where you're like in Berlin and you know what restaurant to go to and shit. You're like, <laughs> it's like, where to go use the bathroom? How you know where you're at? You're like, how do I know this area so well? You know, it's like it, that's the fun part, I guess. But the traveling is what's taxing. What's taxing yeah, it's uh, not getting a lot of sleep a lot. Every yeah, night. a lot of a lot of 
you know the traveling is fun when you're young but then after a while yeah it like it'll get to you yeah it's because you're drinking and you know it's back I'm, I'm completely sober now yeah for uh but back then i was um you know drinking and smoking and and having fun and djing and, and enjoying life but every day <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you catch old. yeah she gets oh so after a while it's like the excitement uh, factor kind of wears off a little yeah, bit you the come back, back home and shit and then up. you're like take me to the fucking doctor yeah <laughs> it's like you know i can't breathe you just need to get like <laughs> yeah, Berkeley bowl as fast as possible for yeah. fucking nutrients yeah some antibiotics yeah so <laughs> yeah so the, so it went like it was crazy with me it was like i stopped touring five years ago and i didn't know five six years ago i didn't know what i was gonna do and um uh some personal stuff happened in my life and and and, and, and i ended up bumping into uh uh, I, I knew somebody that's a family friend that introduced me to Coffee J, which which is the president of uh, Hip Hop for Change, uh-huh. and um, I started I started vibing with him, and I started to want to give back to my community again, uh-huh. um, as far as like being involved with hip hop and throwing hip hop events, uh-huh. kind of like you know teach teach kids about hip-hop and teach people that don't know much about uh the difference between how it operates and between uh, the difference between uh hip-hop and top 40 music and how you know all this intricate stuff but what i got from it was i wanted to make a platform for independent artists and make a place for them them to be able to perform whether either if it's a dj musician singer comedian I didn't know I didn't know where it was gonna go, but I knew it was gonna be trippy. So um, I just started doing it at the Legionnaire. It was just I started DJing. I think I think the first few nights were just me DJing, and then uh, and then I ended up hooking up with uh, with Cooper along along uh, along the road, and then we just started booking a lot of different groups, you yeah. know, and. And uh, one thing led to another, and we just started getting real serious about it. We started vibing, you know, pretty pretty well on what we were trying to do, and it it seemed great for the city of Oakland at the time. Yeah. So and then two years passed by, we're still doing it. We're still trying to like, it, like we were like you were talking earlier. It's not the biggest place. It's not the the place doesn't generate a lot of money, so it's hard to like pay performers what they want to get paid it's kind of one of the it's kind of one of those things that we're battling right now it's like it's kind of hard because it's like we we want you to perform the city wants to see you perform but then at the same time we understand you want to get paid we just don't have that money you know what i'm saying yeah is only willing to pay like x amount ticket so if right and so every now and then we know we've been very lucky to have cats come out and do it on you know some artists come out and do it um, on GP, you know what yeah. I'm saying, and 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 give back to the community. I've found that a lot of the like legends and high road guys are pretty good about that kind of stuff. Yeah, we had we had OPO, we had um, yeah, but we paid every Tajay. every one of those things we're gonna name. We paid them market value. <laughs> GP is just everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but we we're we we're so fucking fortunate. Like it's it's a yeah. trip this year. And all the legends we've had come through. Yeah. Tajay, mm-hmm. Picasso, Picasso, um, Opio, Scarab. Scarab, Scarab flew all the way up from LA just to bless our show, yeah, which was really a super nice. trip. Um, see, so he got this 
um, uh, blog opportunity from the hundreds, you know, hundreds yeah. clothing brand yeah, in LA, yeah, yeah. Um, and they gave him a, a disposable camera for him to go on a road trip and take some pictures and then make a blog about it. And so Lex, I saw him like post an article or whatever, and it's called like road tripping. And Lex sends me the article, and he's like, "Check it out. I think you'll see something you like." So I'm going through, and there's di- every, every picture is a different stop. Um, and so he's going through, and he he stops, and he runs into um, he, you know, he, he goes to Fresno and sees Aesop, and um, he goes to see um, Fritz and the Cuff and um, uh, Sacramento, and he stops, he hangs out with Eli and Mers as three melancholy gypsies in L.A. and goes to this party in L.A. with Black Thought and Estelle and Gallant and stuff, and then one of the stops is fucking wax tripping. Anyway, when he when Picasso was rocking in February, and so it was like my mind was blown to like just be reading this article from one of my legends. He's doing all these cool, awesome things, and then our party's a part of that shit. I was just like, that yeah. really like set that it off. That was much for me. love. That was much love. And I so, was like, yeah, that's that yeah. was the homie right there. You know what I'm saying? When I when I seen that, I was like, oh, that's tight, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, for yeah. sure. And for that's him wanting to come back up and, and to perform because he saw how, how much how dope it was was crazy because he, w- he was telling me he was just like yeah he was just blown away by the the quality of talent that we had because that february you guys were there you, all yep. three of you guys were there rocking downstairs and that was the craziest show that we probably done where we were like all right let's do a full lineup downstairs and see how it goes yeah and i don't really know necessarily it turned out for you guys because i was upstairs pretty much the whole night but <laughs> that was one time. of our most packed nights for sure yeah, yeah, yeah for sure great, yeah that was a great night and we got pro and prozac turner too who now is, lives in Florida and doesn't even own the bar yeah, anymore. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, so that was a yeah. very special night for sure. Yeah. Do you have any people that like you have on like a wish list that you'd like to rock? Oh uh, yeah, the fantasy Do lineup. I? Everybody's got uh, a fantasy uh, lineup, you know. Not, not that Man. unrealistic fantasy lineup, but just like, you know what I mean? I mean realistic people Ely that you Mac. can see. Ely Mac. That's yeah, that's yeah. like I mean, we're talking about bigger venue so i don't know if we can talk about this in the podcast <laughs> All right. but we got we got something in the works we got um we got we're gonna start doing um a monthly in santa cruz we're gonna bring white okay. stripping down to santa cruz yeah so i think it's gonna be fourth saturdays potentially 26 is uh october supposed to be the official date for yeah. it so halloween party we're working yeah. on it so uh wax tripping will now be once a month in oakland and once a month in san francisco i mean santa cruz, santa yeah. cruz. what's the venue dope. Bocce um, cellar. Yeah. So it used to be old. Bo- so technically the oldest venue in Santa Cruz. Yeah. So it's a little bit off to the side, kind of by the railroad. And um, uh, it used to be a bocce bar. So last time I was there, like six years ago, it was for like Phoebe's dad's friend's party or something. It's like an old white person like bar. They play yeah, bocce yeah. bar, but they ripped out the the bocce ball. It's and, uh, so, they put a so stage dope, in there. man. And it's like kind of like an outdoor, so, indoor little spot. Tight. Um, a little, it's bigger than the Legionnaire. I think you fit like another hundred people in there, as opposed yeah. to like the one hundred that maybe you can cram in upstairs. It has a really good vibe. That's that's what I like about the spot. It's like you know, yeah. it's like yeah. when you walk in, when you, when I when we first walked in, we were like just checking out the spot to see if it was even gonna work. But as soon as you walk in, you're like, yeah, that's <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like Cass yeah. is gonna dig this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Cass is gonna like. Like want to come up here and do this, and, and it's 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 hard to exp- it's hard to explain, but it's like I've only really it's gonna in be really cool. Santa Cruz like once or twice. Is there like much of a scene down there? Or? Yeah, yeah. There's it's a great scene down there. Um, uh, I've I've done tons of shows down there because at the, the Catalyst, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. College, yeah. the thing is, I I I remember it being a certain way, and I've heard from a lot of friends that it's not it's changed a little bit uh-huh. but um i definitely want to bring back this like 
hip hop vibe back up to Santa Cruz and the whole purpose of having a monthly up there so that we can take our friends the acts you know what I'm saying from Oakland and this area to be able to bounce back and forth and create yeah, yeah. create a bridge with um you know between other artists along the way yeah you know what I'm saying and vice versa have artists that are from up there right. um be able to come down to Oakland and perform in Oakland as well and build with other artists and musicians down here so yeah. we're yeah we're we're trying to build this bridge from from Oakland to Santa Cruz to San Francisco kind of like Right now, so well, I feel like it's always about connecting the dots, and it's like you know, still no one ever knows what the picture is, but like every time, every month we go out, connecting new dots, and you're starting to see something else, and you're like, oh, this is what's going on here, and this is how this looks. Have you so, thought about trying to do one in like San Francisco or in like San Jose? I mean, the world's our oyster, right? Yeah, wax yeah. tripping in every city <clears throat> in the world. Yeah. Every child needs a wax tripping under their their uh, fireplace. I mean, Christmas we're we're, we're working on a lot. Of, we're working on a lot of stuff right now. So I mean. Some of the stuff is pretty much set in stone, but we just, it's, you know, I, we don't want to talk too much about it, but like yeah, yeah. we are doing a, uh, we are in conjunction with um, Sneaker Con. Um, some some of the members, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, some of the members that are involved with Sneaker Con to do uh, a wax tripping in November in uh, Anaheim at House of Blues. Oh, tight. So we're going to be doing a spinoff with them out there, and we're also going to be working on doing some events in San Francisco um, through the whole winter time. So we're planning on bringing uh, Wax Trippin in conjunction with other sneaker companies, um, private parties and and, sure. and stuff like that to San Francisco. I mean, sponsorships are definitely um, a good key to get us up there. We have one in, um, in April, and if we want to talk some shit, we could probably talk shit about that sponsor. So Jägermeister was our sponsor <laughs> in April. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, but they they reached out to us on uh, an Instagram and I met I met with the the marketing person there and put it together and it, it actually it, it it was really kind of like hot because I tried to make it happen in a really short time frame yeah but we pushed we pushed it through and we made it happen we gave away like a bunch of shirts to everyone buddy and so the, now there's these limited edition Jägermeister wax stripping shirts that are out there yeah you know, and, That's tight. and so that, that that was cool and she yeah. came and uh, we were giving out free shots to everyone and tight. it was it was cool I mean. It, cool. It's very interesting because you know most people that you offer a shot they're like yeah or nay but then you're offering Jägermeister either like I guess or it's like <laughs> no fuck no get that away from me. You know? <laughs> it's a tough song. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> but it comes with whipped cream on top. Yeah, oh no, the no, cherry. No, no. <laughs> I don't know about that. So there's sponsors out there. Yeah. It can happen. Yeah. yeah. But no, uh, we've we've found a, a few cool ones here and there. It's just hard to like kind of feel like it's like until you have like extreme like star power pull or like influence on the internet it's kind of hard to find uh brands that align too much with like music especially like hip-hop related just because like i don't know rappers are very yeah off the wall sometimes yeah. i mean red bull's king i feel in terms of sponsoring that kind of stuff it's crazy because they didn't, the they didn't used Academy. to yeah they didn't yeah. used to be that's how that's how you know back in the day they were totally against that kind of stuff, like oh, sponsors, sponsoring yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. You know, because you were signed to a label and you had label money. <laughs> yeah, it's a different game now. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of like a cool look if you get something with a, a mm-hmm. big brand. Like maybe not if their like politics are wrong, but I mean, you don't want to be Chance the Rapper rapping about Skittles and shit on TV. Like that's I, not I, the I, move. I, I, <laughs> my, my whole thing is to get for something cool. Uh, for anything, would I'm you sure rap about Skittles on TV? <laughs> 
Fuck yeah. Skittles? <laughs> <laughs> I'll make I'll make yeah, actually. I'll, I'll eat some Skittles. I'll eat some Skittles. I'll tear some Skittles up. Five minutes about Skittles. Like, drop that in an album easily. For sure. But they would be like all clean Skittle bars. Like you're just talking about colors and flavors and shit. You yeah, know? I mean, there's a lot of colors. There's a lot of colors of Skittles. Yeah, be like, yeah. you know, what I mean? different flavors. Stepped too. Stepped me, like, you get chewed up like right? Skittles. He got paid though. That's all that matters. Dude, lots, <laughs> lots of rappers are probably getting paid for saying shit in their lyrics. I feel like that's not the new. Nah. <laughs> That's so. So yeah, you guys been paid to talk about things <laughs> in your podcast. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. we're not exactly caking up, but I mean, yeah, in a binary world, yes. So we wax tripping today is brought to you by Oaktown Jerky. <laughs> hey. Oakland Jerky flavors. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so big shout out to my man deal? AG. So this is AG. So uh, you know AG he came through and did a beat set and. Um, June, he opened up for Scarab, mm-hmm. uh, and he used to be part of Compound Seven with A Plus. Amazing uh, Bay Molly Water Project, other music. That that um, Pepper Spray. Did you ever hear that one? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The A Plus and AG remix of um, mm-hmm. uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Peppers. Yeah. But now he's making this dank ass jerky. So I had him come by the office today and drop off a bunch for the office. And it's an interesting. I did a little corporate of, uh, embezzling and brought a little bag over here to share with all y'all. Dope. Yeah, I know, right? That's what I said too, man. I was like, damn, it's kind of interesting there, AG. It's yeah. an interesting flavor. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty like, <laughs> you know specific truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's, man, it's good too. No shame in the game. I feel yeah. it, you know, uh, but. That's bomb. Yeah. Just like artists getting sponsorships, you got to do what you got to do to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, is he passionate about the jerky? Oh yeah! yeah look at dude. He can't. He posted a picture yeah. of me on yeah, Instagram. It feels like not just like a thing you do. After, you know? Know. Like, he does like, stuff. Like, he does. Like, yeah, really like, I didn't you know really you could make jerky. jerky out of out of uh, apples and stuff like that too. I was like, hey. okay. 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 yeah, like at the Berkeley. He does all kind of stuff like that. Yeah, mushroom jerky does. He has. You know what I? You know what I have seen that is a very strange thing that they make is it's called hufu. It's human flesh substitute jerky. Oh shit! What? Where did they find out about this thing? The internet is a strange and mysterious place. All right. Serious shit, man. I'm just worried that I might enjoy it, and then you're like, you like, you like human flesh after that. That's the best case, worst, best worst case scenario. You enjoy. Then you know something about yourself. And then it was bad, and then you're like, you want to know? It would taste like chicharron or something. Probably. Probably. Yeah. I want to know how they. I want to know how they figured it out. How, like, how do you? Yeah. Where, where, where do you get that flavor? How do you know? How do you know? Well, you just grow some shit back. You're like, I want to take a bite. Yeah. Like a bite <laughs> this big. That's how you know. Like, Fuck load of One dab of cinnamon, or it's just a shot in the dark. You know? I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't actually think about eating people. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy, right? <laughs> That's nasty. I don't know. It's one of those things. Like, wow. is it a question you want answered in your life? Yeah. Do you want to know? You don't open don't those boxes. So, That's something I've started to learn too. Is just in life in general, just like a little bit of wisdom is. You can go around opening boxes, but then you gotta understand, like, you gotta think about how you're gonna close each of those boxes you yeah. open. If you walk around mm-hmm. open boxes without thinking about like opening them. If you start eating human flesh, you might not be able to stop. Oh, yeah, you can't just well, okay, I, I guess that's like what an, led me into that. You're a serial yeah. killer. 
That's not what No, 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 That's not what. Don't ask questions you don't want the answers to. Just, you know, just don't go poking around and shit that, yeah, you don't necessarily know what poking around might result in. Right. So. Yeah, before you got, like, people in your freezer. Oh, man. Oh, man. Man. This guy right here, man. <laughs> what? Like, oh, I don't know. How do we unwind this? How do we like <laughs> Does the freezer move the taste? Not that freezer. Not that not that freezer. No, not that one. The one on the right. Okay, alright. When you go to Cooper's house and shit. Uh, my, my house, my cat finally uh, doesn't have fleas anymore after like, a full year. Yeah, That's um, a tough battle. Yeah, get, get, guess guess how she got fleas. How? Calvin. Calvin! Oh. Oh. Shots fired. That was after I got uh, Foss sick for like a week with the flu. I went down to Fresno and I was hella sick and I was like, let's just go, I'll be mm. fine. Just in the car, <laughs> <laughs> like dying. <laughs> that, was a, that was a fun trip. Yeah. For, for someone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, maybe Calvin. Yeah. I remember Aesop did make me a delicious Italian sandwich on a pretzel roll. Oh, shit. <laughs> He's been killing it with the... the, the Aesop, um, Aesop is like... Through it, man. He keeps posting it, man. They're like stoner favorites. <laughs> yeah, stoner favorites. Late at night on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Every now and then I'm like, damn, bro. He's yeah, been killing up his podcast, table. too, though. He showed me his... Um, I don't know if it's... Oh, yeah, the one yeah, when does it launch? Because he did one with Slug and Dell and some other people. But yeah. Yeah, I watched the whole Slug one, and it was it's perfect. It's really? great. Yeah, yeah. So he definitely to that coming he has out. the setup, yeah. One love, ASAP. Yeah, I, I was just thinking about paying him a visit. I haven't That's been to Fresno home. in a while. Since we went, ASAP's <laughs> character, yeah. Since we went, yeah. Yeah, yeah, AC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he came. So what's cool about our show? So we were doing it for two. It'll be two years this September. ASAP, or two years for me this September. Yeah, so yeah, did. he rocked um, last October. Um, and that was the last, so we were doing it just downstairs, just, you know, cause the upstairs, you have yeah. to have another bartender. It has yeah, to be yeah, a little yeah. bit more like trust that that's going to be viable for the bar to open up the upstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we were just doing it downstairs, like on the, um, on the dive bar tip for like mm -hmm. over a year. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I hit up Aesop and I was like, yo, like, cause we, it was getting bigger and I kept telling Lex like, yo, we need to get upstairs. We got to get upstairs. And I, I hit up Aesop, and he came through on well, you know, with the love to to rock and uh, Lex got nobody, and ha by having um, Aesop and nobody, having it pack it out like that downstairs, where it was like there's way too many people to have this kind of show down here. That opened the gate for us to be upstairs and do downstairs. Was that was amazing for me to finally for us to have a stage? Was that the show? That was the show. That was so. That was the last show that was downstairs. Oh, the damn. first show after that was uh, Equipto. And so Equipto oh, yeah. and Genesee came oh, yeah, through man, and um, they blew it out of the park. Our first show that we had upstairs, it was packed. Mm -hmm. And so we're bringing back Genesee September 26th this month, the headline for his record release party. Dope. Yeah. Um, That's going, it's going down. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's going, going down be dope. this month. Yeah. Um, so I didn't even know um, just Genesee's pedigree and Discog in general that he produced like 10 of like the best Mac Dre tracks. Really? Yeah. Really? So like a Genesee's a legend out here, man, for sure. It's, uh, it's in the music business, and and but we also have some we also have some a couple other artists that are joining him too on on his record release night. Um, that's old school radioactive. Just oh, yeah, uh, just confirmed go. to come down and do a to do a set that night too as well. Yeah. So it's, there's gonna be all kind of like really cool stuff. We have a uh, 
some comedians coming in that are oh, yeah. going to be yeah, doing, first the, time doing comedy, yeah. doing, yeah. comedy yeah. doing the zone. Um, and uh, you're not comedy I'm, upstairs or downstairs? Upstairs. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's we 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 have a second part of the show called the zone, which is after all the performances, after the main show that we do. Yeah. After the last act, we have the second this second part of the show called the zone where we have like uh, different stuff happen like they could be belly dancing one night we did that and or another night we'll do like real quick like comedy you know what i'm saying uh-huh. and then we'll showcase like uh a couple different groups that'll do maybe one or two songs just real quick to keep the party going a little bit just on a different on a different vibe that would yeah that am i explaining this right so, ba- so basically our, our problem with the show is that we want to put on as many people as we can put on, but there's obviously a, a sense of a uh, too much, y- too much, right? You can only handle so much rapping until it just none right, of it right. matters, and it almost like yeah. starts to hurt the performance for it, and people are just like, and you just go because you can't handle anymore. Um, and so I worked really hard, to, like, for us to be like, okay, we need to really have a more confined set list. We can't put on six, seven acts. We have to be five acts at most. Um, and have that we generally have that lead up to the headliner because we've done it where you put the headliner on a little bit earlier and if it's someone like you know a legend or a member of Hyro, people aren't necessarily going to stick around after um, but trying to have those set lists and create a separate vibe at the end where we could do something that we could have like shorter sets or something like that and just have like two songs so we did we actually did this for the first official time last last month where we put out a second flyer uh-huh. called the zone and people were kind of scratching their heads they're like well what they have two shows on the same night in the same place or whatever yeah and so that's like kind of the idea so there's definitely some some work to be done around the messaging around did that you ever go to sure. like a low end theory or like the urban underground that they used to do at the airliner no, in Los no, Angeles no 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 uh, yeah so they had like three stages during the warm months at that spot yeah. and like uh, I always thought that was crazy they had like upstairs and downstairs and then like a back patio stage also that's and dope. there was like yeah. cool sound on all stages yeah. Yeah. and then like you know the upstairs one was a little bigger kind that of sounds there, dope man yeah. so you have yeah. three different things going on yep. and the same, yeah, see, at that's the same fresh. time that's hella fresh yeah, that man. Was a cool I actually been to something like that in in Japan when, which was so trippy man like I seen like I was like DJing DJing in a club but then inside that club when you just walk around the corner it was like a whole bunch of people doing capoeira and then you bend the, and, then, and then you and then you bend that and then you bend the corner again and it's like a straight tattoo parlor inside and all this is inside the inside the club yeah and so it's that's what we're going so for. trippy it was so trippy not everybody yeah. wants to come to a party and stand and watch the show one yeah. show the entire time you know yeah the yeah. burnout factor is real it's really yeah like especially if it's a big show with full sound and everything you know mm-hmm. it's like people i think by nature just want to kind of wander a little bit wander, yeah. so yeah. if you give them like some other points to touch that are different mm-hmm. you know you see something else and then you circle back around yeah you get kind of people in a natural flow through like the whole and i've I've always been i've always been huge on you know going places and being entertained even 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 the the smallest bit you know what i'm saying like seeing something that you would norm that you would normally like see at some function would be kind of like oh that's cool like you a belly dancer in like, a hip hop yeah. show <laughs> right yeah, you know, like, you know, it's just like show. more it's more shit to see it's cool yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm, it's like I'm crafting I'm, a more total experience you know yeah you're just going to see a show you're like going to a party to an event it's like a that's yeah, we, we, we do like we have a parish is like similar to yeah mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we do. We do like a the, the chess table. You so know yeah, what I'm saying? So like we have a chess table up for people to play chess and, and comics and vinyl, which yeah. is kind of hit or miss. But for for me, it's more about the experience of people being able to dig. Yeah. The more it is about me being like, I can make. Yeah. 20 bucks from people buying $21 yeah, yeah. vinyls, you yeah, know what exactly, I mean? exactly. You know. But I definitely do a, cool a good job. Yeah. That's a cool thing to have there, you know? Yeah. Like you got, I'm sure you get a lot of, like, local producers and, like, people coming through to the show to, like, you know, to check, out, check out these guys that they probably, like, grew up listening to that are mm-hmm. accessible on a local level like they haven't really been for a long time. Yeah. You know? And it's like, what do those guys, guys want to do? They want to fucking dig for records. You know? Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Like, I, I've, I've been to my trip a bunch of times now and I'll, every time I was there, I'll always hit the vinyl bin. Yeah, so you, you can't get past exactly. it. Just something like, you know? to do. Just something to do. Like, yeah, uh, hold on, good. you know, you're like they're on a date. It's like, yeah, hey, I'm gonna have to like circle back around a little bit. Like, mm. I'm, I'm gonna have to look through that crit button. Yeah, I know. Sometimes you have some good stuff in there too. So I, I, that's something really that I actually, like, the, 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 <laughs> yeah. you know, our show is really in the details. Like we're not just throwing on like whoever we can get every month. Like we try to really put on like a full on experience, oh, and sure. like that goes down for, sure, for yeah. the the crate digging. So like shout out Tunnel Records on a an outer sunset. It's kind of by my house, so I'll go down there and he'll give me the the hookup, and I'll go through and I'll dig through and I'll pull stuff that I think I'd want. You know, and so I really try to have it be like fresh every month. And yeah. it's hard though because I pick the things that I think that I would, that other people would want, which are the things that I would want. And so I watch it go throughout the night, and I'm like, oh, I didn't uh, listen to it. Oh, uh, you know, but I just kind of have to like let it go, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's it's really great though when like that happens first. and somebody so <laughs> they find something they're hella like, stoked on. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just like I'm like yes, I did it, you know. And that happens with the comics as well too, though. I've I've noticed that a yeah. lot. Like you see a lot of people that are in there like yeah. not comics. Yeah, Definitely. yeah, we you know. Like, sell comics yeah. at your piece records and every once oh, in a yeah. while like you know yeah. it was like maybe one out of 20 people would be like stoked on it or whatever but they were like mm-hmm. super stoked on it Just yeah like, oh, this is like, random we- there's a comic spot now in the neighborhood <laughs> uh huh okay hey, now I, I've noticed that there's a comic spot in Oakland too like Cape and Cowell yeah. Yeah, yeah I wanna I wanna try to link up with them and see if you know they're in the same city as same city as us that we're doing wax tripping so I did a dope collab with Hyro um, with the Watchmen release because Watchmen came out with like some prequel comic book series or whatever, and so they came out with like the, their own like Watchmen Hyro button a pin so it was like oh, really? Watchmen yeah. Hyro oh, with like what? the blood drip on it, and they had like a poster that came with it. So I have the poster, but I don't have the pin. Yeah, but, like, we're trying to get in on the pin game. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, we got some other types of merch coming. I should have brought over Hyro. Nothing lined up for the pins yet. Uh, I don't know. I think pins are cool. Yeah. Like still. And they're yeah. nice like that. Um, yeah. Tajay had a rap noir one with like the the three eyed. Yeah, the, yeah. The executioner's mask. Yeah. That was so sick, dude. It's a pin. Like it was just yeah. the illest pin. Yeah. Yeah, it's tight, man. Oh, I want. I didn't want to leave out the tarot card. We had like. Oh yeah, senior GGO. Yeah, we had that. We had him come through uh, last wax trip, and then that so, was that was a really cool addition. Like I, I wish I want to kind of make that a staple. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. Just people sometimes they never really. Tried What's it like, or experienced it. Out of all and the different. You're getting it from a, like an MC. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which is like super dope. You know what I'm saying to me? Like, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it just, just adds a little bit more flavor to. What's like something that like kind of came out of left field to you that you like surprised you at the party? Like someone or something that that came through? Oh, that man. That you maybe weren't as familiar with or like just somebody um, that totally. Oh, oh, dude, you got, you Dwayne can't go down. Wiggins. Dwayne Wiggins from. From Tony, Tony, Tony. Okay. He was came, there or he came, performed? He came through um, and got on the drums and was playing the drums. No shit. While I was tripping. <laughs> yeah. Okay. While, while, so. while, uh, 
while the was I DJing? I was DJing, huh? Or was that Mike? Am I, you were Mike. Me or Mike was up there DJing. I know I was and, on stage. And then it was while um, Frank Stickums was performing. Frank Stickums was performing. Who's the new member of the group? Of the group. Um, Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah, since the other one left. And uh, Dwayne Wiggins came through, um, fully dressed, pimped out, man, with one drink in his hand, and got on the drums and was playing the drums with one hand, real smooth. It was amazing. I was like. Tight. One of my favorite R&B groups in ever. You know what I'm saying? It's like seeing him at Wax Trippin' and showing us love, I think, was a, one of the highlights for me this year. Yeah. For both def- of us. It's definitely know. been... Um, com- last year to this year has been completely different. Or last year, we're kind of in the mud. Yeah. Kind of like one of those other kind of monthly shows figuring its way. And now, you know, we try to definitely stand out and stick our thumbs out as we're that premier independent hip-hop monthly to come to yeah and uh we're not saying we're the best we're just looking around to say where's a better one like you know and and, and until that happens it's like we're gonna keep saying we're that best hip-hop monthly that you can come to in the bay area period we 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 want to um keep that fire that that torch lit in oakland you know what i'm saying like we want we want people to throw more events me personally i think that artists yes. need to throw more events so that there's more platforms so that there's more places for us to express our art you know what i'm saying and make a scene in oakland yeah um and that's and that's what wax tripping is it's just something that that's there for us you know what i'm saying for us to utilize and for us to grow and connect um with each other you know what i'm saying or at least once a month you know because um, having something like that once a month is better than having nothing. Yeah, know? right. No, absolutely. And this, the the minute that we start, um, you know, just just not using it, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's, it won't work anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, you know what I'm saying? So we should all like try to just you know motivate our city, motivate our town as yeah. being you know pioneers of hip hop in, in the world. You know. Yeah, definitely yeah, for sure. So that I mean, that's that that's what gives me my drive to do wax tripping. It's like, it's not money motivated. It's more it's 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 for the culture. It's for people that come from out of town and they're like, what is there to do tonight to come see hip hop? And then if they're here that week, you know, what I'm saying like, let's go to wax tripping. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then they go back home and they talk about it like, oh, I had a, I had a blast in Oakland. Yeah, I went to this party in Oakland. You know. Yeah, and there's not a lot of that happening in Oakland anymore. That's on like a regular and like predictable schedule. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's, yeah, it's really few and far between. You see, like you know, there are shows going on, obviously, of course, but yeah. So like having that monthly, it's like yeah, you know, every single Thursday. Yeah, I, I hella encourage all like the OGs and legends to come out and check it out, and and you know come hang out because like the people that come, you know they. You know, they take those stories back home with them. Like, right. yo, you know, like, so-and-so was here. I seen so-and-so yeah, there. Yeah. And, like, I seen this producer. I seen this DJ. Um, and I, that kind of environment is what we're trying to build at Wax Trippin' for yeah. sure. No, I um, definitely so always see people from, like, around the scene whenever I come through. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, last time I came through, A-plus was just there chilling. I just mean, chilling, yeah. B- yeah. beyond our show, um, just in general, when I go to any show, any events, like, out here, and the, the East Bay in particular... I just see so many people from the industry, no matter who they are. It, I really like have to take a step back and like pause and remind myself, like this is insane to to live in a time and a place to look around and be like, I know who that is. I know who that is over there. I know what they're doing. They're just swaths of incredibly talented people mm-hmm. wherever you go. Yeah, you go out, mm-hmm. which is like it's, that's insane to me. And so it's definitely um, 
there's so much opportunity to be had and so we're definitely so fortunate every month to like to have this incredible oyster to put together a, a completely different show every month yeah because literally once the once the, the next show ends it's like we actually don't really you know if we were to be completely honest we we're more prepared we'd be like well we have the next three four months lined up but we kind of had to set up where we're more open-ended after the last show ends to really think about how we want to do the next show not yeah, ourselves more, like stuck it goes in a pocket feel. yeah it definitely goes on feel because like if you could you could plan it all out but then you know, I've I've always been a freestyle DJ. You know, I never like make sense. Set. Exactly. Right, right, right. So it's because things change. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we kind of feel it out. Like, what would be good around right now to like have? You know, make happen. You know, put on stage and put together and like collage something up. And it just it just sort of just forms like within you know a week or two. Yeah. Every single every single month that we do it. So. Nice. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker. Engineering your success. It's a, we we go by I go by feel um, when we when we put together the events. So who's on the the next one coming up? So we got Genesee Nobody. So there's two people that we've had before. To bring back Radioactive. Um, um, we have we have the whole zone situation. Yeah, and so we're working on the zone. Uh, last I just wanted to talk about last month though. Uh, so last month we didn't have any headliners. We've done it a couple times now where we haven't had like oh, a yeah. kind of a name, a household name is in, within uh-huh. this community, as you might say. Um, so we we did one of those last last month. We did um, largely the main, the newer artist vibe music that I generally don't gravitate towards. Um, and we still had a great show. It wasn't like definitely our most packed one, but it's still one better than and and what anybody else is doing in my opinion for yeah, that yeah. kind of thing that you would go through. Um, if you try and, to do, and, try and, to do it right, but but it it was uh, it was just really awesome to meet the new people and watch our network grow, and that's really what I want to try and do every month. Where it's not because that's why all these shows fail is you know your network and you trust those certain people in your network, and then it becomes tunnel vision, yeah, just yeah. like your Facebook feed, just like your Instagram feed, and you're doing and then you you can't grow. And so last month when we did that, we were able to, to do an entirely different show, not knowing who's going to come through and still have all these people come through that we've never even seen come through to our show, know that we can still do it. Um, it's really like reassuring to know that we can continue to build community and continue to connect the dots between all these different things. Like, for example, we had Ki Sama, who performed for the last one, who you said you didn't know, but I was kind of blown away because he had songs with Hamza. So I was like, you got to know every song that Hamza's on, you know? Uh, and so it's just weird to, to really realize that there's all these other, and then like exactly who. Yes. So uh, Isaiah, who I was talking to Atosa with, who's sitting in the room, the mysterious fifth person, um, that, that, um, he, I smoke too much weed. <laughs> um, what Atosa? No, I was Isaiah came with Kuya, who was our headliner, and he was just like a fan in the crowd. I was with him, and then I'm coming to find out that he's an artist, 
And then we were walking out to get some food, and I was like, oh, well, we should get Atosa back on the show because she killed it. And you come back, and you're magically here, you know, when I was just, like, yeah. talking about you and pull up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she has a song with Isaiah who came with Kuya who I didn't know was an artist. And it's just, like, it just yeah, keeps yeah. unraveling, but it keeps mm -hmm. it keeps unraveling, but it still keeps, like, being sewn back into itself. So it's a, it's a cloth grows, I guess. Yeah. It's cool, man, yeah. too. It's, it's, it's a trip. It's a web. Yeah. It's a web. And it's always, and it's, it's, it's all learning. That's what I like about it, too, though. I like about the show is that I'm always, I'm constantly learning, you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Like, like uh, he does his, he does, uh, Cooper does his research on groups. I do my research on groups, and we kind of just combine them together. And then this group doesn't know this group, and then now they do. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, that's one of the things it's I like everybody like is, It's shows. a learning experience the Isn't whole time. They are both like fairly young, too, so there's like an element of them not knowing too much about sort of the acts that you're familiar with. And exactly. And the history of like, you know, wax stripping and, yep. and what's gone on in Oakland, honestly. And they're kind of like almost like a new wave to me, you know, of like kids that are more on this like indie tip in a way, but like... I don't know. There, it's it's different, but then somehow still like feeding into what you're doing. So it does. It recycles itself. You two, you and Keith have a song together, which I we forgot. Do. It's really. Old. That's also why I asked you because I saw that he had a song with Hamza and Atosa. Yeah. So I was like, you have to know who this guy is. Yeah, and he was like, yeah, he's 23 years old, super young, but it's yeah. like he can write super dope songs. Like he's like somebody that could be on TDE like mm -hmm. tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're really excited for next this month's wax trip, but next month's wax trip to. Uh, do a do a function with a, a Groove Mafia. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is uh, which I'm excited about because the, band, the yeah. yeah, it's a band out of a uh, band out of Oakland. Okay. And um, their scene is like super real, super chill. I think the their scene and wax tripping scene is just gonna elevate everything. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the first time bringing on the full band act? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It band is. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Yeah. So this is going to be our first time, not this month, but next month, October. Dope. Yeah. Dope. So we're going to be venturing into that because uh, that, that was the actual plan for yeah. Wax Trippin' was to eventually have a band. We started off with, a, we have a drummer with Big G. Yeah. And every now and then we have a different musician come in. Uh, the Legionnaire stage is kind of small, right? <laughs> you know what I mean. So we that that kind of dream kind of just went to like got it's put like on that pause weird, like for L -shaped a minute. Kind of thing going on too. Yeah, yeah. It's got it was, like yeah. the the like sound closet yeah. is like built onto the stage there. The green yeah, like, yeah. It's like oh, the yes. Green. <laughs> 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 the green room. <laughs> the green room. That's the green room, oh, man. man. But yeah, no. So we we found out, we we're thinking of like re, like when we start doing the live bands, like resetting the the DJ at a different location yeah. off the yeah. stage, uh, and and it, and Top having the, the yeah yeah and having the band be a, a, a more forefront yeah. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. the night, and because like that that is definitely like that's a whole different energy. My, that's like yeah, that yeah it's like such, like so good for live I wanna shows, I wanna so. have MCs come yeah. through and you know get on the mic you know what I'm saying yeah, I want it to be like an open mic like turn up the cipher in San yeah. Francisco yeah, yeah. yeah. they yeah. kind of have a vibe like that yeah, yeah. 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 they have like a house band and they have like a yeah. so when I say we're the best monthly I emphasize monthly actually oh really weekly and then right they're super dope weekly it's many years ago it's cool man because like like the more that we can the more that we can play and get together, the more everything gets real comfortable, the more yeah. certain something yeah. comes out of it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like mm -hmm. a certain sound. And um, 
Yeah, big shout out to Kevy Kev. He's like one of my mentors. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With the cipher, like yep. he's 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 seen me, you know, since I was a, since I was super green. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nah, he's, always, yeah he's, he's always supported the community, like everybody in it. Yeah, he's an OG sizes. in this in, in yeah. the business. Now he's uh he's playing at um uh, at our boy P Feliciano's uh, album release party September thirteenth. Oh nice. In nice. San Francisco. Nothing but love for him, man. Nothing but love. Yep. Is it okay to perform at brick and mortar considering the um, the allegations against the owner? I'm not even familiar. We need some controversy for this episode. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to totally like, tell, but, tell me butcher more. the controversy. I don't even know if the dude uh, is still the more. owner. So Start I remember some like some some artists. <laughs> yeah. So so, some, so yeah. I'm not gonna throw other people's yeah, names out. And my yeah. <laughs> on Facebook, social media, other artists coming out saying this guy was just look it up or whatever. But uh, he was. Uh, there was a bad homeless problem because it's right near the freeway right there. Yeah. And so he, like, put up some sign or whatever that was, like, I'm going to, like, burn down your tents and, like, kill all of you if you don't, like, move out or whatever. Jesus what Christ. the fuck? So Who said like, that? The, the owner of the brick and mortar. Outside the venue or, like, Outside in the, the venue. Tent? Like, no, no, yeah, like, right there, like, across the street or whatever. And then he, like, <laughs> he pulled a gun on some other homeless person or something huh. like that. And what so, yeah, but I've heard, like, the other side. I've talked to someone else who told me the other side of it and was, like, he, he just had to deal with the problem for really bad. So the media made him out to be, like, a certain way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So a lot of a lot of artists don't fuck with that oh, venue anymore. Oh, you brought that. Up. Huh. Yeah. I didn't even hear that. Yeah. So that place is a little more accessible now for that reason. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. Maybe we should do like a them. pro homeless support event there. <laughs> yeah. Feed the homeless type event. Definitely. You're gonna support the homeless. You're gonna support them being homeless. What are you trying to do? Nah, we're just going to support the struggle and <laughs> that's the, have an event where we hand out free food before and after. That, that to sounds all like all San Francisco homeless people. That sounds right like um, all of them. <laughs> like every hip hop show. Come support the struggle. <laughs> but we're philanthropists here in the Bay Area, you know what I mean? We got to do our part. So I, we No, I'm not mentioning hitting yeah. that hitting those kind of topics. Yeah, yeah. I uh I have, um, I have told myself that from now on, the rest of Wax Trippin' will definitely be um, proactive on the situation that we're having here in the Bay Area with the uh, rent rising. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to um, get in contact with certain organizations and have those organizations involved in Wax Trippin' uh -huh. as well every single night, every single event that we throw. So um, bringing awareness, uh, you know, giving the community information that's lacked, you know what I'm saying, of yeah. what we can yeah. do to make a difference and make a change and trying to constantly push that because that's definitely something that that's hitting all of us, you know? Yeah, and I feel like it's kind of fallen out of the consciousness of, like, hip-hop culture, whereas for mm -hmm. a long time, like, there was the whole, like, knowledge is power kind of thing, mm -hmm. like, when hip-hop came out and then when, like, the underground first had its first, like, a yeah kind of rise, and then I feel like it's, I don't know, that kind of stuff, like activism or whatever, mm -hmm. has kind of fallen to the wayside a little bit. Yeah, with it, the advent of like trap and like. Oh know, yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying. Stuff. And 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 there's and there's a fine line of like on how to do it too. Like I don't want to yeah. shove it down people. Right, I don't want right, right. to. I don't yeah. want to shove it but down days, people. I feel like nobody thing. wants to be called a conscious I'll, MC anymore. You know. Yeah. It's like, it's like a bad word or something. I think I think it's just more of I, I think it's I think it's a, well, the way that you present it is very important right. yeah you know mm, and absolutely. i think and, I, and then the topic is very important so 
And um, if, if the the way I feel about it is, I think I'll find a way, a, a, a good way to to be able to present it to the community where they'll be like, oh, this is what we got to do. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, and that and that will help in um in aspects that we needed in like through our voices as artists. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know this organization of the tipping points, like throwing a, a show at the Fox Theater in October with like Janelle Monet and the Roots. Oh really? All, all money's going to homelessness. Um, towards towards um that or towards the tipping point. So hope you believe that. But uh, the last two years in November, we did a food drive, a wax trip, and, and we did a toy yeah. drive in December. Yeah, yeah. I and both that. years, I you know I really don't know what to expect, but both years I've been blown away by how how much like people, people come through and how much they yeah. bring and it's like it, it, you know we definitely don't want to drown it out to be like every wax tripping is a is a food drive you know which is probably maybe something we should actually consider I mean, but you know we should have to consider other things um other avenues but we, it's, here, it's, really, it, it's really it's really um like we're you know we're definitely gonna do do that again this year um it's, it's yeah. really validating for sure we, how, we, how easy it is a bull community other for that yeah we work with a couple churches in west oakland so you know that that have that have our back. So it's you know it's pretty good. We we raise a lot of food and raise a lot of toys and and um and seen a lot of kids faces smile. Cause yeah, that's good. Yeah, so yeah. Good, yeah. So it's, we're definitely gonna continue doing that. Yeah, it sounds like it's gonna be a super well-rounded event. Yeah, Continue I mean, yeah, we, all that. yeah, we we de- we're we're trying to we're trying to. Uh, we're, we're making it grow in Oakland, but we're also making it grow in other cities as well. So if people want to like stay up to date on the the new cities that are popping up and the ones that are starting up in Santa Cruz, where where can they find you guys I on think, the internet? I think this is wrapping up the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know what I have to, you know what I do I do have to, I do have to ask you before we wrap up. Yeah. Well, where can where can people? Uh, so wax, a wax tripping underscore Oakland on Instagram, um, and wax tripping everywhere. I mean, we're the only wax tripping on the motherfucking planet. So you look it up, you're gonna find <laughs> you're gonna find wax tripping. Yeah. Great resource though. Besides the Instagram for information, is the Spotify. You look up wax tripping. We're gonna talk about the World Wide Web. Well, we have wax, there is a wax tripping dot com. Wax tripping dot com for all oh, your shit. needs. All yes, right. there is. Um, uh, but the, our Spotify playlist, we do a Spotify playlist every month, um, and we just compile uh, the best music from or the freshest and best music from the artists each month. Yep. And it's like I definitely tell people to gravitate towards that because like that's sh- that you should every yeah. month you should be fucking with the playlist. Over. Yeah. Send it yeah, over the next so time that uh, we, we have a best of wax tripping playlist, and both you guys you are guys on it. <laughs> a, uh, you guys could do like a all three of you are on it <laughs> mix for the podcast or something. Yeah. Future. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be dope. Yeah. We we're. We're we're gonna end up doing all that kind of stuff for sure because that's yeah. what I want to do. You know, yeah. I actually want to do like a, not just a mix, but I want to do. Uh, I want to get into the studio and do like an album with mm. artists that perform yeah. at Wax Children. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like a like a, a volumes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. you know, one, like one, some interesting collaborations. Collaborations with, with different people you know? just to have just to have another record. But like you know, you put on a lot of producers and a lot of MCs and. It's and, just, it's, you know, yeah, it's just, it's just like, us as a community. Yeah. It's like you know, like making new music. You know, what I'm saying is a must. <laughs> oh yeah, I want to <laughs> give a shout out to is. to Big Tay real quick, who's come through and rocked Wax Trippin' a few times, and he has yeah. this new group Limousine Ten Ten that came and rocked in um 
I say May. Yeah. Um, and they were super dope because it's this new oh, group of ten yeah. people, and these are artists that he came through Wax Trip and met through watching yeah. performances and him performing as well. And so it's like the super group that's made almost of yeah. like Wax uh, Wax Trip yeah, and super I wish group. Him almost. Yeah. Luck with ten person group. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's really <laughs> it's really cool it's to dope, it's really so cool dope. to watch, it's man, because so all of them are extremely talented. Like you know, and then. Um, but you know you rock with a big crew back in the day. Yeah, but you know I know how it is though. <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. I keep my fingers on. crossed. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Luckily, they the thing is is that they're all they're, I've talked to all of them. They're all very very level headed, so that's a that's plus. Good. Yeah, that's crucial. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, so there's there's no one in the group that's like, you know, black sheep in it or anything <laughs> yeah, yeah. like that. So the wild card. I think he'll be all right. But it's is we, we I think they're. They're going to be performing at the Santa Cruz event in uh, our Halloween party. So, yep. Yep, so yeah, you gotta check that out. All right. Well, since we're passing around one more joint, I figure <laughs> now is the best time as we're going to get to mention how great MountainLionDelivery.com uh, uh, is. What? I heard about them on the podcast. Weed. They got the weed. There was this podcast oh, I was listening to. I think it was this podcast. Mm. Yeah. What? It's true. We had Austin from Mountain Lion Delivery on the podcast. But uh, if you're in the, the Oakland area, which mm-hmm. Lex is, mm-hmm. Cooper is not, but if you're like Lex and you live around the Oakland area, you can uh, just go to MountainLionDelivery.com and you can order all of your cannabis products just like it was Domino's Pizza or something like that. You customize Damn. your bag, you get all the different like Damn. pieces and parcels that you want. Like a weed delivery and service. Right, <laughs> right before you know it, Sounds great. they show up at your door <laughs> That's with it? a bag of goodies like Santa Claus. <laughs> That is it? No, I'm just And to top it off, when you're checking out, you can use the code STUDY COOPER, and they're going to take 15% off the top. So, so you're oh, for a new weed guy. <laughs> so why are we smoking my weed right now, then? <laughs> right on, though. I'll oh, yeah. keep that in mind, man. So if you Technology. ever need anything and you're in the East Bay area check them out Mountain Lion Delivery uh, and they support the podcast so you can feel good about your weed habit when you're ordering from them and um, yeah I don't know Riddle you just came out with a new EP I did yeah Yeah. have people been trashing it to you and uh, have the, have nope, the, nobody have the yet I'm waiting, great? Pa- I'm waiting patiently yeah. <laughs> beat haters gosh are there beat haters out there like, I hate your I, beats I imagine there's gotta be beats. somewhere I haven't gotten it yet I mean you know I don't know do angry rappers count as no. beat haters I, Just, I, that shit happens occasionally I did one time a guy threatened to shoot me in the face because I changed something in a beat that he like decided yeah, to write to the, while he was sitting ten feet behind me with <laughs> you know, like, uh, Did you tell him like I felt the same way when you put that in your rap? Yeah. <laughs> I, he never, I don't even think he ever rapped over it. I was like working on a beat and we were chilling with my Right mom. here? What? Yeah, yeah, it was actually yeah, it was here Are in the studio. Uh, it was a long it was a long time ago. Yeah. But uh yeah, I was chilling with a, a homie MCMI and he had like brought his boy through. And uh no, we got alarms. Mm. And yeah, I was like, they came through, I was working on a beat, like something new. It was in the very beginning stage of it. They kind of like sat there and wrote some shit to it. And then uh, I like sent, you know, I worked on it a little bit more the rest of the night. They left, sent it out to them. Yeah, I was not happy Damn, with dude. changes. 
So that shit happens occasionally. I remember like, you know, back I used to have a studio in, in like West Oakland, like kind of edgy ghost town. And uh, this part of the in permanent installation studio was like the nine millimeter on the desk. You know, that shit was necessary. When I was like first cutting my teeth, it was a producer, engineer and shit. You know, it's like you don't yeah. get to pick who your fucking clients are. Yeah. You're just kind of trying to get work wherever you can. And like, I will, I'll, I'll say like every, every MC I've ever like had to come into the studio, I've always been cool. But you know, you can never account for the friends who come along and get drunk while they're recording and shit, you know? So I'm glad we're not there anymore. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit more peaceful of a space. You made it. Yeah, you made it. Yes. Is that is that? The I've been. In, I've if been. You don't have to. Don't have to have a studio. Yeah, yeah. 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 You, you, no, yeah, you no made it. I so felt when you was telling that story. <laughs> I was like in my mind. I was like, God, I've been there so many times. I know exactly what he's talking yeah. about. It's like you know. It's like I'm. You're sitting in there. And, in a room <coughs> full of like every single dollar I've made of all my gear, all my shit. Yeah, well, you know, you crazy. got your name. You're just trying to fucking mm-hmm. get somebody to rap over your shit. Yeah, there are some interesting characters along the way. <laughs> Tell you what, yeah. now you just keep Calvin right there. Nobody fucks around anymore. Calvin will get him. <laughs> give him the fleas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't got cats, motherfucker. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I now I now it's, I choose. Yeah. I used to I used to have like a or when I was recording my my mixtapes with um, with all purpose DJs, I had a portable studio. Yeah, I got. I had got yeah. to that point. I was like, I'll come to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll come to you. You know what I'm saying? When I recorded That's that, so I was funny. like, man. Yeah, yeah, because it was always it's a little safer. Because back yeah, back then, it's like the, the the studio was just the bottom floor of the house. Yeah. You know, not yeah. over in the west. Yeah. Like yeah. it was just we got the whole bottom floor. There was like one guy that lived in one of the like rehearsal rooms. We were doing like bands and shit in there too. Mm-hmm. But you know, mostly local rappers and shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Fuck, I was gonna do a radio voice the whole time. I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> the instant replay machine. I was gonna you do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can fix yeah. it, right? You can do yeah. something for me. <laughs> or the, do no, something the, for me. The Roland VS eight eighty EX. That's what I used. Oh, I remember that one. The old school digital. No, you don't. You know, yeah. Two nope. O. <laughs> 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 it was a di- digital digital uh work studio yeah it was i had one of the tascam ones oh yeah for a while one of the like little tascam 16 channel yeah but that tascam makes pretty good rudimentary yeah dude that was the shit back in the day yeah yeah dude that thing saw me through sometimes i made like some of my first little like band demos on it you know Mm -hmm. like i don't know if i ever really like figured out a good way to like get it off of it to like you know we're like Mm -hmm that point Burke trying to burn them on the CDs and shit yeah. you know whatever because yeah. you had to have to go somewhere <laughs> task cam four track machine yeah yeah, Old yeah. like that yeah damn like I remember I think I think the the person who could could make a four track task cam machine sound like studio quality and that amazed me was a plus 
Okay. Yeah, he was sick on that, man. I believe it. Yeah, I mean, those things are fucking powerful. Like, you can get it it's done. Totally you can get it done. advanced. You just gotta have, like, a different, a different way Totally of it, advanced. Know? Remember when you could shit. sell four track tapes or fucking burn CDs on the yeah. sidewalk or at shows or whatever? Well, that's what you did, about right? it. Um, we're about it. Yeah, got the CD yeah. duplicator. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, from, from or the task task cam made the duplicator. Yeah, yeah. The tape duplicator. We had one. That's how yeah. we. That's that's how I used to duplicate my mixtapes. It's just funny. It's like that wasn't yeah. that True long justice. ago. I was no, selling. I was yeah. selling mixtapes yeah. on Hate Street. Really? Yeah. yeah. But there you go. Yeah. Just things now it seems like yeah things change drastically. drastically. It's like the idea of trying to hawk an album on Hate Street now. It's like, just like or like Telegraph. Look, people still do it. Sale. People still do it here. Twelve fifty yeah. all-purpose DJs. But I always use discogs <laughs> to be like. I miss those is it, is it days classic? though too, though it's man. It. Like even like being out on Hate because that's I used to be on Hate too. Like going going someplace with a whole bunch of well, like a whole bunch of music. See you rock a show with quality yeah. and then. Yeah, the track's good, and that was the barometer. And then ever since, like everyone's got a smartphone in their pocket, the whole like your yeah. visible brand is now like you know a significant chunk of like I don't know success. Yeah, it's how it's, much like cool content, like likes you got, and, like how much you're willing to fucking feed your life dollars into the fucking. That's why Instagram I like. The, that's why I like. Whatever. I still like the hand to hand. You know what I'm saying? Like the yeah. hand to hand is like it it's like, for the soul. Unless, unless you I see mean, people, yeah, for the soul, but not not for enough. Yeah, it's hard to make yeah. a. It's hard to pay. You're not like you said. You're not trying to tour anymore. Just like me, I'm not really trying to super tour like that either. Yeah. And to like try and reach people as far as the sales type mm-hmm. of situation like with music if you're not can doing you performances and like mm-hmm. seeing people in the eyes mm-hmm. like yeah it's hard like you, you have to damn near be a fucking marketing person now yeah yeah you know like, That's what I, I, like, I love you, i love the stage more than anything i never really got into like selling records or like like that that wasn't never really my big guys, thing were my tapes just like they were just moving themselves at a yeah. certain period right I, and i was like i had a couple i had a couple tapes that were that were signed to uh Distributed through the Rumble, Cuber's mm-hmm. um, label, and that did really well. But I still, my focus wasn't on that. My just, focus is always on the, the stage, man. Yeah. Too, though, you know, what, you mean? know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, like <coughs> focusing on the stage and being able to like <laughs> rock a crowd. Like that's to me, hey. that's everything. You know, Ta- talking about uh, him rocking this crowd and be about the stage. I got time for one more story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a. Uh, the opening for DMX two months ago. Oh, shit. No, no shit. No shit. No shit. No shit. No shit. No you want to come? So you got a ticket for me? He's like, yeah, man, I got, I got one ticket. I want to, you can have it. I'm like, so I tell Phoebe, my girlfriend, I'm like, all right, peace. I, I gotta do this one time. So I just go solo, go to support Lex one time. I go, go and bring the gimbal with my camera. But like, I can't bring the gimbal. You got a regular ass ticket. I'm like, I'm with Lex. Like, you got a regular ass ticket. I'm like, fuck. Go back to the car, drop off the gimbal. 
Go there, get in there. It's packed, right? It's sold out. You have 10,000 people. Uh, Lex is up there. DJ in the corner has his little, like, uh, DJ Lex tarp over the table and everything. People are loving it, right? Again, right? I read DMX. People turn up Sunday night, you know? They're turning up. And it's gonna, it's like two hours in, and people are starting to get there. And then, um, He's playing. He's playing one song, and then he he goes to play the next song. And the no, next it's song, more than two hours in. It was more than two hours in. It was, it was like two going, and a half hours in. Yeah, it, it was over three two hours in. Three hours in. Yeah, okay. Come on, no, because there was like a good hour and a half of what, whatever happens after this point of this song that you played. So you're playing songs. It's all wait, ramping wait, up. Wait, you gotta let him know. I was, I he was, was killing hi- it. I was hired to DJ only 45 minutes. DMX is only performing, right? And I'm, I'm, I got booked to DJ 45 minutes before DMX okay. ran on. Gotcha. To create this vibe, which turned out to be four hours. Oh. <laughs> so, right. at a point of, of like, me DJing so at a, just a DMX show yeah. with a DMX mob. I'm in the middle of this crowd of everyone, 10,000 people. Yeah, DMX, can't wait. People are having time of their lives. And he's playing music, and then he goes and plays that nice and smooth song, whatever the classic nice and smooth nice song and smooth is. I forget. Funky. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. and it's just like that vibe when he reset it of like, because you don't ramp up to that before DMX. And so once, like, people are getting tired, you know, they're like, yeah. And once he plays that, they're like, they were like, DMX was, they, the whole crowd realized that DMX is not about to go on anytime soon. He's not about to go on for three or four or five songs when you put that song on. He tried to reset the vibe. And so he put that song on, and the crowd started going, boom! Boom! <laughs> boom! <laughs> they start booing the fuck out of him, yeah, yeah. and he so he's like puts on another song, and like they they start like booing him and shit, and then he starts trying to talk to the crowd. Yeah, works together. <laughs> trying to talk to the crowd without telling the crowd what they want to know, and the crowd just wants to know like when he's going on all that stuff, and he's kind of beating around the bush, you know. And so everything he's saying. I wish it's been it was been a few months, so I don't have all the like the, the highlights in my head, but I have it all on camera. I like have it all filmed. It's great. <laughs> that shit is gonna get burnt, man. And he was like <laughs> there was like he was like there was, there was one point where he was like he's like, alright, like, the crowd's like booing, it's like probably the third or fourth time it started booing. And he was like, Alright, let me see what I have in my bag right here. And he went around my bag, he's playing off his laptop. Like, let me see what I have in my bag right here. He's like, but what he leans and then he leans back, he's like, but what I do have is a show about to pop off. And we're like, boom! <laughs> Uh, it was. It was. I was with like people that it were was, just so. I like people that were having the time. To people that were so mad. Like I was with everyone, and I just watched I everyone like, that were having a good time. Like friends, like groups of friends being having fun to groups of friends being so mad together. It was such a fucked up situation. Did though, he end man. up coming on? He did. No. You know, Late, there was like, one point where he, so he, he ended, ended up coming on like. It. 30 minutes after all that happened. So, what, so, yeah, what time so, of night is this? Like, what right, time so, did he actually so, so, go on? So people, people started leaving so after people he were, were leaving when he went on. People were leaving. People, people weren't like, like at the end of the night, I was like, I know I wasn't like playing no hella fucked up shit. I wasn't, it wasn't, it was, they were just pissed off. Can't DJ four hours. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there were, there were, it wasn't the DJ Lex show. Yeah, they you know what I'm saying? DMX. They wanted yeah, to see yeah, DMX yeah. and yeah. DMX is like, they're like watching me DJ for four hours. The DMX people? was? No, the people no, no, no. are like, they're in. <laughs> <they're, they're, laughs> like, four hours, you know what I'm saying? So where, just, so where was DMX? And I'm just like, oh, you're DJing and shit. Of course they're going to be like, get the fuck off the stage. Motherfucker, like you know, where's DMX? And I'm like, 
and I'm, nobody's coming to the stage to be like to tell you yo what's up. Uh, <laughs> I'm like he's up there to dry the, the whole the whole establishment just let me up left me up there to just take this heat right Honestly, the there was nobody that came up to the mic and was like we're very sorry DMX is gonna be here in a minute you know dmx's <laughs> manager went and hit in the bus <laughs> never came out wait it was so like, wait wait so where where was dmx the whole you time you wouldn't even believe it he was in coachella <laughs> <laughs> he was in coachella doing a concert and he booked two shows on the two same shows night. on the same night and had to fly from coachella <laughs> to Oakland Airport That's and then drive. And then like, I, then he got on stage, you know what I'm saying? But the crowd was already like... Burnt. They, I don't, the I don't, mic was off. They weren't ready. I don't even the mic was off for the first couple I think it turned. I think it turned into that, complete yeah. hell even on his set though too though and people were just leaving. Just like his album cover. It was around midnight. People had to go to work. Damn, people were crazy. leaving people were no, no, pissed no. off so it gets, it gets shit, worse it like, like so he people were getting mad because he was like he was still DJing at the point where people were, were kind of expecting the show to be wrapping up going home yeah so people were really getting feisty right and so yeah. people were going home um, and that show ended and I go and I, I'm talking to Lex on the phone I'm like yo man like that shit was crazy and I walk up and I go to the parking garage and the shit is closed and there's like 50 plus people out front oh, all yeah, fucking there's fuck a mob yeah. out front because the gates had closed all they closed locked it, out yeah, all locked out uh, and so I'm like talking to Lex on the phone and like the, it starts to get a mob and they start getting crazy and they start kicking the gate until they pull it up and they start running inside and getting <laughs> their cars and stuff like that Damn. and then the cops came and blocked off both sides of the streets and then we're like going inside while people were like inside and they don't know who was inside like well, yeah, so oh, it, got, oh. it got really bad, dude, yeah. I got home safe. Damn, so. fucking DMX, dude. <laughs> he did all that, yeah, he did all that, yeah. <laughs> it was cold. Riot, yeah, it was cold. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was a, it was a cold, it was, it was a cool night, but it was a cold night. Yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I honestly was up there, like, sweating for Lex, being like, he's, I was like, in my mind, I was like, why are you still on stage? Why are you still there? Like, you need to grab your banner and just disappear. Like, go nah, under the table, grab the banner. I kind of just, just I kind of just kept playing music because I was like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I've been up here for four hours already. <laughs> you so might as well, you know. I'm like, fuck it, I'm just going to yeah. play music. But, you know, you know what saved the vibe, though? Because he's playing, like, things leading up to DMX. What changed, yeah. what actually saved that vibe and kind of was able to ha make it happen is he started playing new shit yeah. instead of like that stuff and yeah. that's what people want to hear they want to hear the ASAP Rocky not, not like the new new shit because all this stuff ends in like 2014 yeah. I think but, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at what point of the night had it continued on at what point in the night do you just start slapping DMX yeah. I know right <laughs> for real <laughs> Like, like give for another me, hour, like, give people what yeah, they want, you know. For me, for me, I was just like, "What Dude, the imagine fuck?" Imagine doing like, that. Yeah, that's, that's it's a long called. time. To, it's a that's long time to DJ in front of a crowd like that, dude. It's like yeah. that shit is way too long. Yeah. Like, at that first, like, when I was at the three hour mark, I was like. I was it was it was still cool, but I was still like, yo, this is going too far. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is about to start going like <laughs> this way in a second. You know what I'm saying? Like for real. And it started going like that. Like, I never seen like, a crowd turn like that. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it went. It was like that and like that. But you know, things happen. It's it's, it's a great learning experience. That's a pretty awesome you know? story, though. Yeah, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he wants Cooper, some help with the bio, Cooper. so I was writing on bio the other day, and I was like, "What do you think?" And he was like, "Yo, you could leave out the DMX part." 
Hey, I mean, shit, you saved that show. Hey, bro, at least know? I got a story about yeah, the DMX. I, I, I wanted to get a picture with him from with my dogs and everything, but he owes you that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if you out there, DMX, you know what I'm saying? Hook me up. Seriously. Fuck. That was the bone. I saved your show, dog. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Get at me, dog. <laughs> All right, you guys got anything else that you're trying to promote or anything? Man, just that new Hamza shit, man. That shit's sick. <laughs> I have yeah, been, yeah, I have been hearing a lot of, a lot of positive feedback. I like it. We got some cool new shit coming. Uh, Time for a video. Yeah, yeah. There's a video coming. Hopefully. You think a video new. from the Twenty Three album or a video for the uh, the new single, The Rise of Little Big Food? Probably the new single. Make it all fucked up. We're gonna put the uh, the Twenty Three album out on vinyl. Yeah. Fourth quarter. That's cool. coming out. Looking forward to doing that. This to be like a, like a bonus track, cool remix, some some extra of Hamza's homies on there. You made it. That, that that's why I love you, man. Like you seriously made some of like the most special music from anyone that I know. Like you made a lot of like music that like that's this like it's my shit. Like it's exclusively my shit, and I share it with my friends. And sometimes it picks up and it becomes their shit. But it, like for me, it's like whenever you give me something, like when you play it for me the first time, I'm like. Oh, that's cool, but it never becomes mine until I have like I get to listen to it on my own, you yeah. know. And then I'm like, oh yeah, now it's mine, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy all the good shit that comes around. You know what I mean? I don't know. You never know. Hamza G just happened to meet him a couple of times and then passed the word on to me a couple of times before I believed him and came to check him out. And then, Not really. You know what I mean? We had him over and he vibed with Riddle and here we are. And he's only twenty three. 24 now he's 24 now so the 23 album was supposed to be kind of like a time capsule of a year in the life in Oakland or wherever how do you feel that as you as an older artist all the experience that you have that you're able I mean obviously it's it's great for him but you're kind of like man like I wish I had a when I was 23 I had a 30 something year old Foss that I was doing different shit I feel like I was, heavy on trying to go, I was heavy on trying to go on the road at that time. Yeah. So that's why I was like, you know what I mean? Doing, like, doing shit know, with like, like the legends riddle guys. Beats, you know what I mean? If you had a riddle road, beat yeah. when you were 23. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That was a long... Uh, oh, no. but it's like <laughs> I've known Riddle and Durazo and all these guys for a long time, but it's yeah. just like I'm not sure any of us really had... The answers. It's like a, I feel like a few of us have like developed different pieces, and then kind of our like you know whole like artistic circle all together kind of uh, makes the machine go. So what's how do you feel about the state of uh, study music group going into twenty twenty? Fucking amazing. Fucking stoked. Yeah. Nice. Dope, dope. dope shit yeah. coming out. I'm stoked. Yeah. Some, cool. some all sorts of different type of stuff too and um, like on like tangible formats that are cool and like rare and stuff and uh yeah yeah just excited about it and like all the like art and like design work is like i'm excited about that shit and uh i don't know this amico record that came out earlier this year that kind of normal. like you know helped move along like the standard the guy hermano that does their shit okay is shout super out to him. him he's fucking dope so it's just like it's like like he did that poster up there 
I was looking at that dome up top in the middle. Yeah, so he does. he does all of Zemiko's design work and yeah, yeah. Uh, like all their branding and all their art and everything. Uh, and so the, yeah, the the print right below it is actually like a black and white print of the front of their album. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that shit's coming out on vinyl. It's all colorful. I was looking at that through the through the day too. I was like. I was like, damn, yeah. that's fresh. Yeah, yeah it's just like the guy it. has created like a whole like cool ass universe for their whole like Zemiko imprint, and they're gonna put out like other different sort of like bands and side projects and stuff under that like kind of banner. And Actually, um, cool. He's on, working on a cool project for them right now, like little kind of subset band called Guarajuba, okay. which is like a little bit more. I don't want to say more traditional, but it's Brazilian music. It's like, uh, but more focused on like. Mm. Uh, guitar, percussion. percussion, a little bit of saxophone, vocals, but it's not too like heavy in the large band setting, like drawing from a lot of different, you know, regional styles across Brazil, fused with some And then like that. visually I, I it appears to be in the same like vein as the overarching kind of like look mm. of things. I just make. got into like uh, listening to Brazilian funk. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of like shit is dope. Zemigo is like that's this shit, man. Yeah, I feel like yeah, you yeah. probably like the Zemiko stuff. Give a yeah. listen, um, sort of in that vein. Like they they combine a, a lot of different styles, but because uh, it could be fast and it could be slow. Yeah, totally. It's like totally. You know, it's, yeah. it's super. Just it's, I'm super into it, man. I've been I've been downloading a ton of it, listening to a ton of it. Yeah, yeah it's such a classic. Yeah, it's, it's so good classic. for all kind of stuff, man. I do all I DJ all kind of stuff too. Yeah. So like, like it's good it's good dinner music though too or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's just coming out. That'll be that's exciting. Um, and dance music too. It's yeah, great, great. Yeah, great dance music. I used to love watching them perform live because it's like the energy is just so so good. They're all out mm-hmm. here. They are. They are. They're not. They're not performing live that much right now. But um, but uh, not as a, like a full band. Um, so you gotta hit, you gotta let me get some of that, man. So, yeah, yeah, you know, so, so so who came in February and did a DJ set? Uh, Andrew. So he's like the vocalist. He's like sing, sings lyrics in Portuguese, and then he's also kind of like the main songwriter. And then there's like a whole collective of musicians that are all kind of like you know like any band, I guess they're like experts on different instruments. Uh-huh. And so there was like a, you know different people that were playing different different parts on the, on the uh, Psychotropicosa record and uh, just like depending on the venue they played like different versions and sizes of the band or whatever yeah and, uh, so Zemiko yeah, now is like the flagship and then they're like working on developing other little kind of like yeah, it's like they'll do everything from like you know one percussionist and guitar to you know full band that's dope that's the way that's yeah. the way to do it yeah I mean that's what Boston had to do right well, no they hired other Band members. Uh, yeah. It's kind of it's it's all it's cool. It's kind of expanded out into this huge sort of like network of musicians that are just like all these different iterations. It's like uh, why it like got turned turned more into almost like a like a, a music collective yeah. imprint sort of situation because there were just so many different people coming in and out to play, um, all kind of like guided under the same sort of like style and uh, like certain core ingredients. Um, and now it's this, it's this really cool th- cool thing that just kind of like you get all these really talented musicians who, you know, ta- really amazing percussionists, uh, sax players, like all sorts of different instrumentalists who can kind of just like come and go and record different little iterations. Um, so we get these like really cool, unique live recordings and all kind of gets put together and produced. And, uh, so it's never the uh, same. 
No, not really. <laughs> Yet to be. Okay. So there's always like different elements, you know. Oftentimes, uh, you know, after the fact, Andrew and myself will, you know, spend time in the studio tweaking, playing new instruments. You know, it's like I play a bunch of instruments on the stuff as well here and there. Oh, so you're, so you're actual member. No, no, I'm not a member. I just produce the stuff, and you know, or they give me. They, I produce the stuff with a lot of latitude. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a lot of freedom. Is this what you were telling me earlier? I'm sorry. Uh, the, the school. The about the. The same program, the program that before Pep. No, that Zoo Labs Accelerator. Um, Have you heard of that? Mm-mm. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, no, I thought you guys were talking. About we've been going for. Yeah. Quite some yeah, time. We should probably uh, wrap it up. But Is this still recording? Has yeah. been a <laughs> pleasure, tight, gentlemen. Man. Yeah, man. You, you guys got to come uh, rock wax tripping again. You know yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's leave it. Let's leave it on that note. I will, you know I will tell you, Hamza yeah. and I have some shit in the works yeah. uh, for a more kind of like the stage is always uh, open. It's a live experience. So cool. It's like a, a little bit like different universe. There's some like. Yeah, it's a whole like thing. So we're we'll leave like, that for another put, day. Well, we're putting stuff together. I'm saying like, yeah, we'll leave that for another time. Okay. But uh, but cool. got some cool, interesting shit in the works. So Just let us know whenever time. y'all ready. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, let Once us know whenever y'all ready. Yep. Stuff. I'm saying, get it in the mix. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah for sure. Been, like co-producing some shit and like got some. Cool little, cool little same universe. same with you too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Let us know. She's got. She's gonna have an, an EP coming out in a little while. Dope. Hopefully, working on that. All right. Or that you're uh, producing. Part of yeah, yeah at least Sounds definitely. Dude, um, I'm stoked. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm I'm a big fan. After I saw that, like, yeah, just I saw how your the keys to song and stuff. I was like, oh, and then so like, you're. You're a rising star. So that's stuck to that. Appreciate that. Thanks, dude. We'll yeah. see what happens. Not like Foss, he's just a mentor now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, all right, fellas. Well, right. it's been great. DJ yeah, Lex, thanks, Cooper, man. Wax Trippin' is the yes, party. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, down at the Legionnaire third Thursday? Yeah, every third, third Thursday. Thursday. Uh, uh, this one's the fourth Thursday, though. Yeah, this one's the, this <laughs> this one coming up is the fourth Thursday, which is the twenty sixth, because we got bumped because Pixar took our night and is doing a private event at the Legionnaire. So Pixar, Pixar probably yeah. pays a lot. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we just we kept it smooth and just yeah. decided to yeah. do it the following week. You know, Fair so, but but yes, every third Thursday from now on, wax tripping. Dope. Dope. All right, we'll see you at the next one. We hope to see all you motherfuckers out there. Uh, Check out the new Riddle EP, Sphinx of Black Courts. It's out everywhere now. And if you join the mailing list by downloading it from Bandcamp, you can get it for free. What, what? Free tickets if you mention you heard this podcast. Uh, (laughs) Can we do that? He did it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What do you mean? We're giving away the free tickets. We should talk about that. Maybe we should give away the free tickets. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. That sounds like something we should talk about. So, hey, I think we're sponsoring this podcast. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, also, shout out to uh, the good folks at Sonos for also supporting the podcast. If you like high-quality speakers and stuff and you need something for, I don't know, your bedroom, you rent out for, like, 4000 a month in San Francisco. Oh. Or if you got, like, a nice house in, like, South Carolina for, you know, like, 900 a month. You got people out there? No matter how many rooms you got, 
Sonos will get you set up right and sounding good. So Cooper, once you decide you can't afford to live in San Francisco anymore, and you move out to a big house and you know if somewhere you ever, in the south, if you ever need another career, corporate spokesperson. <laughs> That would be right up your alley. Well, like I was Sounds saying, good. though. Sounds good. <laughs> the only people that want to fuck with hip-hop music is, is speaker companies like Sonos, who are the bomb, <laughs> and, and like weed delivery. And Sonos speakers do something. Boss, I, I, seriously, I do want to thank you for the for the free Sonos that you got me in likes. Like, that was really good. That was coming out today. Like, that was totally made it worth it, man. Totally made it worth it. Always lace you guys up. I'm loving my shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank, thank you guys for coming through. Yeah, thanks, man. And, thanks a uh, lot. Yeah. Yep. Catch you next time. Yeah, until next time. Peace.
Today's episode is also brought to you by Sonos. They got top quality sound for the whole house, whether it's one room that you like to do your listening in or every room as you're walking through handling your chores, living your life. They're going to put top quality sound wherever you need it, big or small. They got single speaker systems or systems geared up for five to six rooms in your home. So check out studymusicgroup.com slash podcast and follow the link to Sonos. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.